There's a quote from St. Augustine where he says, Since love grows within you, so beauty grows. For love is the beauty of the soul. I think too often in our day-to-day life, we kind of get stuck in the gutters. We think about what is evil instead of about what is good. This is how the news works. The news is always trying to catch our attention with some scandalous headline. They try to catch our attention through sensational headlines, and then we get sucked into a news story. Oftentimes, the main headlines do not even speak about what is most important for the country and the society. It's actually a good little trick whenever there's something especially sensational in the news, look to see if there's another news story that's being hidden behind that. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to hold our attention. You know, and I think especially during the summertime, sometimes they try to have this ongoing saga about something that's very particular, perhaps very tragic, but very, very local or very personal. And they're trying to hold on to our attention. And, and here it's, there's something important, especially in a mediatic age, that we have to remember. When you can't see what the product is that they're selling, you are the product. Right? We, we are the product because they're trying to hold on to our attention because they're trying to sell space or time to advertisers, advertisers immediately through ads. And then, you know, especially if we're online, later on through sharing our own personal information. So, you know, we have this, this challenge in our modern world of being sucked in by what is sensational and getting stuck thinking so often about that which is evil or uncomfortable. And the Word of God invites the beauty of our souls to grow. So here we see kind of a turn. The Word inspires us, invites us to love. As Christians, we have the great privilege of looking to the higher things. Paul wrote to the Philippians, this is part of what we heard in today's second reading, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And, and I think that there's a real challenge. It'd be good to, you know, take this letter from Paul, open up to chapter 4, and go through it once again and ask ourselves, you know, how often do we think about what is honorable? How much do we think about what is just? The next time that you want to turn on the news, it might be better to open the letter to the Philippians. Because this gives us good criteria about what to think about. Now, do we think about what is true and honorable? Or do we get stuck in lies and slander? And I think that we see in our society that so often honor itself has been lost. And we can relate this to today's gospel as well. We see these, you know, these land tenants who have evil intentions towards the owner. They get caught up in their own plans and their selfishness, a sense of entitlement. You know, this led them even to kill the son of the owner. And, and we're at risk of the same thing happening to us when we're caught up in our own plans. Our selfishness always leads, leads us down a terrible path. We forget what is just and pure in favor of what is base and defiled. 
You can just think if you open up your phone and you scroll through the pictures or scroll through your feed on one of your social media networks, how much is pure and just in comparison to how much is base and defiled? Because what leads to our evil thoughts in our minds leads then often afterwards to evil actions in our heart and by our hands. You know, we have to think about programmers and engineers and one thing that they say, garbage in, garbage out. So if we want to be thinking about what is heavenly, what is high and, and honorable and just, well, then we have to make sure that the things that we're introducing to our soul go precisely along these lines. How do we nourish ourselves spiritually? Because we live in a world that is very aggressive in its messaging. And most of, it does not, most of it does not go along the lines of the gospel. Remember a few years ago, talking to some young people, and they're talking about Facebook or Instagram, one of these uh, social networks, and one of them was saying, it's, it's so hard. Just all these terrible images show up on my feed. And I, I kind of needled them a little bit, and I said, well, you know, you need to check to see who you're following, because on my feed, I don't get nearly as much of that stuff that you're talking about. And so we have to be careful what we introduce into our souls. The men of the time of Jesus missed what was truly lovely and gracious. You know, for them too, it was hard. They, they had Jesus among them, but they were not able to recognize him. So he was sacrificed on the altar of men's egoism and evil. And how often do we do the exact same thing? We often get stuck loving the wrong thing. St. Augustine, great father of the church, reflected a lot about happiness. And within the context of his masterwork, The City of God, he reflected that love has to be rightly ordered. You know, we always love something. And so then the question is, if that object of our love is really ordered to our existence as human beings, the men in the gospel of today did not have an ordered love. Now, there was this sense of entitlement this sense of we're working the land so we should have it with no respect for the property rights of the actual owner. They had a disordered love. They focused on their own sense of entitlement instead of seeking what was truly right and just. St. Augustine invites us to contemplate that which is good and holy and to direct our hearts towards it. It seems to echo the voice of Paul in the second reading. We should let ourselves be drawn to the true, the honorable, the just, the pure. We should get excited about loveliness and grace and excellence. You know, thinking about this and thinking about our world, and there's so many beautiful things to contemplate. You know, we can look at the great accomplishments of men and women in the past, great literature, great music, obviously looking at sacred scripture. There's so many things that are uplifting and which, you know, if we feed our soul with this, it's going to change the type of men and women that we are. But it's so easy to fill ourselves up with just, you know, kind of pop culture and a lot of it a little bit base and defiled. It's like if we're getting ready for a nice steak dinner, but we load up on potato chips before the meal. At least for me growing up, mom used to always... Uh, you know, kind of call our attention or throw us out of the kitchen if we were snacking right before dinner. 
Well, I think the same thing happens so often that instead of nourishing our souls with what is most valuable, we kind of fill up on what, what doesn't really feed us at all. St. Augustine says, speaking of a man of just and holy life who forms an unprejudiced estimate of things and keeps his affections also under strict control so that he neither loves what he ought not to love nor fails to love what he ought to love nor loves that equally which ought to be loved either less or more nor loves less or more which ought to be loved equally. No sinner is to be loved as a sinner and every man is to be loved as a man for God's sake. But God is to be loved for his own sake. And if God is to be loved more than any other man, any man, each man ought to love God more than himself. So you probably have to go back through the paragraph and kind of you know, see the way everything is, but it's speaking about that ordered love that we're supposed to have. And the object of our love has to be correct and that even we love other people but as a way of loving God we love them for the sake of God so our challenge is to learn to love as we should and I think that so many of the problems of our world come from disordered love a disordered love of power disordered love of pleasure disordered love of riches so many problems come from disordered love and it's up to us to really discover the true concept of love and make sure that we're loving that which will bring us closer to God. So my challenge for you this week is to maybe take five, ten minutes of spiritual reading, find something that really is going to nourish your soul because we're constantly inundated, flooded by images, news stories that kind of poison us a little bit. And it's really important to make sure that we're also looking for things that are going to nourish us and kind of inoculate us against the evils of the world.